whenever one treats you dirty. We're going to be looking in the 16th chapter of the book of Judges and read a few verses there and I'll be commenting on uh, Samson quite a bit and I hope you'll join us. My name's Paul Bryson and this is the Wells of Salvation. So uh, if you have a Bible, Judges 16, beginning with the first verse, he said, Then went Simon to Gaza, and saw there a harlot, and went in unto her. And it was told the Gazites, saying, Samson is come hither, and they compassed him in, and laid wait all night in the gate of the city, and were quiet all the night, saying, In the morning, when it is day, we shall kill him. And Samson lay till midnight and took and arose at midnight and took the doors of the gate of the city and two posts and went away with them, bar and all, and put them up on his shoulders and carried them up to the top of a hill that is before Hebron. Now, this story of Samson is a very interesting story. Because when you see in the narrative that is given us in this book of Judges, um, this man looked like he was anything but a child of God. It seemed like he didn't mind going and sleeping uh, with the harlots. Um, Even the heathen women, which in Deuteronomy, that's forbidden. You couldn't do that. And so, anyway, um, what had happened, there was an angel that had appeared unto Manoah and his wife. And so they'd been praying for a child for a long time. And uh, so the woman, uh, as she talked with the angel, the angel told her, he said, Behold, now you're, you're barren and bearest not. But thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Uh, Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink. Eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. No razor shall come up on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto unto God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. I'm going to stop there for just a second to explain that the taking of a Nazarite vow uh, included this. No alcohol, no this, no that, no the other. But as we uh, learn here that Samson being a Nazarite that he is different than Jesus in the sense that Jesus was a Nazarene. He was not necessarily a a Nazarite, but he was a Nazarene. Jesus was. So we'll proceed whenever Samson was making his journeys to his father's house and then down to uh, see these women. Uh, He ran into a problem. There was a lion that came roaring out and he just took his bare hands after the spirit of the Lord had come upon him and he tore that line apart and so later 
when he passed by there, there had been a swarm of bees that had taken up habitation in the body of that dead lion. So Samson, he just reached his hand in there and got him a big uh, handful of honey and went down the road eating it. And uh, so uh, he had him uh, a feast. And so this was uh, to introduce a woman of Timnath. Uh, she was a Philistine. And he said to his parents, he said, I've seen a woman that pleases me and I want her. And his father and mother said unto him, don't you ever see a woman among your own brethren that you like? And instead of going to wife after a uncircumcised Philistine and Samson said to his father get her for me for she pleased me well now that next verse is the key in my opinion to most of this story of Samuel uh, Samson he said but his father and his mother knew not that it was of the Lord that he sought an occasion against the Philistines, for at that time the Philistines had dominion over Israel. And so, you see, here is a man that's walking by faith. He knows the Lord, uh, or what the Lord wants him to do. Uh, it may not have been something he would have ordinarily done, but what he had to do was penetrate that, uh, that uh, gang of uh, Philistines, uh, be accepted among them, and uh, so... Uh, they did and so he went as I said down there and he, he got some honey to eat and uh, so he put forth a riddle unto these Philistines and he said to them uh, I will now show you a riddle and if you can certainly declare it to me within the seven days of the feast and find it out, then I'll give you 30 pieces of, of uh, uh, 30 sheets and 30 changes of garments. But if you cannot declare it to me, then you shall give me 30 sheets and 30 changes of garments. And they said unto him, Put forth thy riddle, that we may hear it. And he said unto them, Out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And they could not in three days expound the riddle. And it came to pass in the seventh day that they said unto Samson's wife, Entice, entice thy husband, that he may declare unto the, us the riddle, lest we burn thee and thy father's house with fire. Uh, have ye called us to take that ye we have? Is it not so? And Samson's wife wept before him, Samson, and said, Thou hates me, because if you love me, you'd tell me what that riddle is. You've, uh, you've not told me, so you don't love me. And so she wept before him all those seven days, and on the last day, he told her what the riddle was. And so she went straight to the men of the city and told them, what Samson had told her, and they came to Samson and said, Well, what is sweeter than honey, and what is stronger than a lion? And he answered to them and said, If ye had not plowed with my heifer, ye had not found out my riddle. So 
you see, uh, again, the Spirit of the Lord came up on Samson. And he went to Askelon. That's one of the five um, Philistine cities that we read about so much in the Old Testament. And took their spoil and gave change of garments unto them that expounded the riddle. And his anger was kindled. And he went to his father's house. Now, uh, we're going to read... Uh, later, I'm not going to do it today, but we're going to read about another woman that enters into this uh, man Samson's life. Her name is Delilah. Everybody knows the story of Samson and Delilah. Well, whenever um, we look at this 16th chapter, he said that um, he laid with a harlot until midnight. Now, here's what the plan was. The Philistines were going to get outside the gates of the city, and they were going to remain very quiet. And whenever Samson left the house of the harlot, he would come out those gates, and that would be their opportunity to kill him. And so uh, he didn't wait till morning like they thought he would, and because they said in the morning is when it's day, that's when we'll kill him. But at midnight, he got up and he walked off of the doors of the gate of the city and the twin posts and went away with them, bar and all, and put them on his shoulders and carried them on top of a hill that was before Hebron. So we see the um, uh, this superhuman being that is able to do these things. He was uh, setting a trap that the Philistines, they just didn't know was about to take place. And I'll try to get around to tell you what it was all about here shortly. But first, I want us to see another demonstration of his power. And so uh, the men of the Philistines, they wanted Delilah to find out where his great strength came from. Where does it lie? And so uh, he told her, he said, well, if they'll bind me with seven green withs that was never dried, then I'll be weak and be as another man. And so the lords of the Philistines brought up her seven uh, green withs, and when, uh, which had not been dried, and they bound him with it. And there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber. And said, and Delilah said unto him, uh, The Philistines be up on thee, Samson. And he brake the wis as if it was just a, a thread. Uh, as when it's uh, melted, when it touches a fire. So his strength wasn't known. And then... Delilah said unto Sam, Oh, you're just mocking me. You've told me lies, and I'm, I'm wanting you to tell me where your strength might be found. And he said, Well, if they'll bind me fast with new ropes that never were occupied, then I shall be weak and be as other men. So she did the same thing. She said, uh, Samson, uh, the Philistines be upon you. And so there were men still in her house ready to take hold on him but he took those ropes and he break them off of him just again like they were a thread and so she said uh, Delilah said to him now Samson 
you've mocked me and told me lies. So I want you to tell me wherewith your uh, might is found. And he said to her, If you'll weave us the seven locks of my head with the web. So she fastened his, uh, his locks with a pen and said to him, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awakened out of his sleep and went away with the pen of the beam and with the web. Now he was carrying a bunch. And she said to him, How canst thou say, I love thee, when thine heart is not with me? Thine heart is not with me. You've mocked me these three times, and you've told me where it, and you've not told me where your great strength lieth. And so, after day after day, whenever she just kept pressing him, why, he finally told her all of his heart and told her. He said, there's not been a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall be weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all of his heart, she went and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come at once, this man has told me all of his heart. And so they came and brought money to give her. And she made him sleep on her knees. And she called for a man, and he uh, shaved his head and caused the locks of his head to be shaven off. And so uh, she began to afflict him, and his strength went out from him. And so the Philistines, uh, they were there, and, and she said, there, the Philistines are going to be up on you, Samson. And he woke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times and shake myself. But he didn't realize that the power of God had left him. And so the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass and did grind in the prison house. Howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a sacrifice unto Dagon, their god, <clears throat> and to rejoice. For they said, Our god hath delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. And when the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, Our God has delivered him into our hand. Which wasn't true, of course. But that's what they thought, and that's what they said. And he, we have him now delivered into our hands, which has uh, slain so many of us. And so it came to pass that uh, they were merry, the Philistines were, and they said, call for Samson, that he may make us sport. Let's, let's have a little bit of fun out of this old boy. And so they made sport out of him. They called for Samson out of the prison house, and he made them sport, and they set him between the pillars. And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, Suffer me that I pray that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, for I may lean upon them. And the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there. And there were 
upon the roof about three thousand men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called to the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee. Strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once. O God, that I might be at once avenged of the Philistines for my eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood, and on which it was borne up of the women and the men uh, that were up there, one on the right hand, one on the left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all of his might. And the house fell upon the lords and upon all the Philistines that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he had slew in his life. How about that? Is that some story or what? Here is a man that it seems like that he's been rejected by everybody. Nobody seems to want to have much to do with Samson. His father and his mother, they didn't want to honor his wishes. And certainly uh, the men of Timnah, the Philistines, they didn't. And so this woman, she certainly had no love because uh, she pressed Samson until he told her the riddle and then she told the Philistines and they came in and uh, so it was it was looking pretty rough there for old Samson for a while and then uh, he went down and to another city and he killed 30 men got their garments and sheets and brought them and give them to the men that was supposed to have guessed his riddle. They didn't. And so at the end of seven days, uh, the woman had pressed Samson until he told her. And so then they said, uh, what could be sweeter than honey and stronger than the lion? In other words, honey out of the lion's mouth. So uh, he just... Uh, he just done him in. He, he destroyed him. He killed him. And so this is the way he looked. And to just look at this picture, I'm going to be honest with you. There were for years after I started preaching, I would look at this picture. And I would say, here was a man that really let God down. And he died like a dog with his eyes punched out. But in later years, after... Uh, having some good teaching, I realized that no, all of this that was done was done in faith. Samson had a reason for what he was doing. And uh, you recall that when I told you earlier that uh, whenever they he, he was going to uh, uh, marry this woman that it was of the Lord everything was uh, appeared uh, in the open with the Lord taking hold and so this man finally wound up judging Israel uh, uh, 30 day uh, sorry 30 years and they buried him 
in the family plot, I suppose. I don't know that, but that's what it looks like. And so I just wanted to tell you that here is a man that even the book of Hebrews in the 11th chapter, when it's exalting all of these uh, heroes of faith, Samson is right in there. And, of course, his parents didn't know what was going on. The Philistines didn't know what was going on. But he did it to uh, spare Israel and to honor and glorify God. Because did you notice there at the last of his life, whenever he was brought out there to uh, make sport for all those people? In other words, he was just a little old pathetic blind man down there uh, in the court and the whole place was full of the lords of the Philistines and even 3,000 was up on the roof watching them as this blind man was being uh, made to grind at the mill. And so it was that Samson he came to the place where when he realized that everyone had showed up to see him be embarrassed, he prayed again and said, Oh God, just one more time, hear me. And so God did. The hair on his head, the Bible said, had began to grow after it was shaven off. And so he was a Nazarite again. And so what he did, he took one arm in the center there. He took one arm, put it around one big post, and he took the other arm and put it around another big post. And, and when he had ended his prayer for God to renew his strength and give him his spirit back, he did. And that whole building the whole building, everywhere, that there was a Philistine, especially those were uh, that were leaders, they were all killed. All the Philistines were killed. And the Bible says that he killed more people in his death than he did in his life. Who does that remind you of? Well, it reminds us of our Lord Jesus Christ, doesn't it? He came down to this world no one seemed to know why he was here with the exception of maybe his mother and John, his cousin, John the Baptist. And so it was that whenever Jesus was here, uh, he forgave sin. He healed sick people. Uh, he raised the dead. He, he just did it all. And they tried to kill him. You know, they took him into the wilderness. Uh, not Sorry, it wasn't them that took him into the wilderness. It was the Spirit of the Lord that led him into the wilderness. And for 40 days and nights, he was tempted of the devil there. And throughout his lifetime, they did him, just like the Philistines were doing uh, Samson. They were trying to trap him. They were trying to put an end to this man. He didn't deserve to live. He didn't deserve to be among them. And so they tried to kill him. Well, that's what they did Jesus. You know, when he was there at Nazareth, that they tried to kill him there. They were going to throw him over 
a, a cliff there at the town. I've been to Nazareth. I've been blessed to go. That's that's not bragging, uh, but the Lord has blessed me to get to see that place uh, where he was raised there at Nazareth. And they still call the well that is there Mary's well. I don't know whether it is or not. You never know. But it doesn't matter. But they were going to throw Jesus over that and kill him. But he walked around among them and they didn't lay hands on him. They couldn't even see him. And so it was that whenever they thought, they thought, we've got him now. They had their own Delilah, whose name was Judas. And for 30 pieces of silver, the price of a common slave, they bargained with Judas and gave him 30 pieces of silver if he would betray Christ. He did, just like Delilah did. And so Jesus went willingly in the hands of Roman soldiers and he started carrying his cross toward Golgotha. And the crowds were calling out to him. They were embarrassing him. They were spitting on him. They were slapping him and saying, if you're who you say you are, who slapped you? And all sorts of things. Yeah, he had to hang there in shame. They had stripped him of his garments. And they put those blood-soaked garments back on him. But let me tell you, son and friend, what Jesus did for you that day and for me. He reached out and put one arm around sin and he put the other arm around death. And with one pulling in of his power, he destroyed them both. He told John on the Isle of Patmos, I am he that liveth was dead. But behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and of hell. He did something that day. His name will be remembered after Samson has been forgotten for billions of years. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you know him? Are you one of those Philistines that's trying to destroy his influence? You're ashamed of him. You don't want to mention his name anywhere. You don't love him. You don't love his word. You don't love his church. Friend, you're in a pitiful condition. You're just as bad a condition as any Philistine will ever read of in the scriptures. Please seek the Lord while you can. Let this lonely Galilean you know, Samson was lonely. He went through all of his work pretty much alone. Jesus did. He said, I tread the winepress alone, and there was none to help. So I beg you, let him destroy the enemies of your soul and save you for his own honor 
and his own glory. That's not much to ask, is it? It's to give up this world with all of its filth, disappointment, death, and cling to that cross that Jesus died on. What does that cross mean to you? Well, it means everything if you want to go to heaven. That's where the price was paid. That's where sin was destroyed. And he has power over him that hath the power of death, Hebrews tells us, that is the devil. He has power over him. And there's nothing he can do about it. Thanks for listening. My mailing address, if you'd like to have a free CD, is Brother Paul 27. Zero 01 Sample S A M P L E Scales S C A L E S Road Homer H O M E R Georgia 30547 USA Make your return address as clearly as you can so we can be sure to get your free CD back to you. Join us again next week at the same time.